I'm Julie Martella, and this is my podcast, Navigating Widowhood. I'm a home strategist, coach, and passionate researcher. I've dedicated countless hours each week to diving into the most up-to-date research, writing, and interviewing others, seeking out valuable insights on navigating our unique journey. When I find something amazing, I want you to be the first to know. Are you ready to do this? Let's go. Hello, my friends and fellow navigators. I am so glad that you are here. Today's episode is going to be called Embracing Imperfection. And this is going to be a conversation between you and I about navigating the complexity of grief and acceptance. And and the complexity of human life and human nature. It's going to be all of the things. So I want to ask you, first of all, what is the, what is the level of perfection that you may have inadvertently placed upon yourself after the passing of your loved one? Is there a bar? Did you somewhere along the way say, I am going to do this perfectly? or I will get this right? Or did you say, I have no idea what I'm doing and I don't care and I'm collapsing? And then the follow-up to that would be, what is the bar that you set for your friends and family? Did you expect them to be perfect? Did you expect them to anticipate your needs? And know what you needed. And the answer to that would be a little word called should. If you find yourself saying, she should know what I want. He should know how I feel. That is the the little clue word that uh, you're expecting perfection. Where perfection doesn't exist. So... There's a notion I want to challenge you today. What if we came to the agreement that perfection is an elusive concept? What if we took the notion of nothing's gone wrong and everyone is doing their best? How would that make you feel? Do you think it would be painful or do you think it might be liberating? Can you imagine, can you imagine how that, how liberating it could feel if you just said, you know what, I'm doing my best and they're doing their best and we're all in this big mess together and it's okay because many of us, we don't do that. We say, well, I'm doing my best, but they're not doing their best and so everything's messed up, right? Or I don't know how to do my best, so I'm just giving up. There's a lot of self, almost self-loathing going on when we create a bar that we can't ever meet. And so I'm just saying, and I'm challenging you to consider, what if you took the perspective of, what if we're all doing the best we can with what we have? What if we accept the imperfection We understand the grief and we just embrace 
the complexities and the messiness of this human life. When we open ourselves to the possibility that nothing has gone wrong, this, first of all, it's before you have a a feeling of relief or whatever, there's going to be a whole new grieving process. And it's a process that goes beyond the pain, beyond the hurt, beyond the anger and resistance, because it's a pain that goes to the acknowledgement at our core that things will not be different. It's our longing. We want things to be different and we're accepting it's not going to happen. This underlying longing often surfaces when you hear if you hear yourself thinking these words i wish it could be different right that is the longing that's the longing phrase and when you recognize that that's not going to happen it brings you face to face with the reality that there is no perfect world and it it stirs up a lot of emotions including grief because remember Grief is our eternal companion, right? Grief is the invisible thread that is woven into the fabric of our human life. Regardless of our choices, whether we decide to have children, where where we choose to live, whom we choose to marry, um, any significant decisions that we make, grief will find a way into our existence. It is an inherent part of being human. To be human is to grieve. It's one of the strong, right? We have all of these emotions. Grief is a very strong emotion and it always comes to find us, especially because we live in a world that is imperfect, unpredictable, and full of surprises. And one of the ways that we deal with that is by grieving. Now, one of the other things that happens in our imperfection and this embracing of imperfection is that we have relationships. We have lots of different relationships in our lives. And we form connections and we invest of ourselves into relationships and we have hopes and dreams about those relationships. The problem is, is that who's in charge of our hopes and dreams? Who is in charge of our happiness and fulfillment, my friends? We are. And the problems arise when we forget that and we make other people in charge of our feelings. So when that happens, that causes grief because then we expected these people, right, to take care of us or to fulfill us or to make us laugh or to do whatever it was. And when they fall down on the job or we perceive that, then we grieve because our needs are unmet and we're disappointed and we're longing. And you might hear yourself say things like, well, when Bob was alive, that never would have happened. That is the disappointment, and that's another layer of grief. It's the grief of unfulfilled and unmet expectations. 
The problem is, is that those unmet and unfulfilled expectations belong to the life that you were living before your loved one died. And now that they are gone, you don't know what to do with them. And if you put them on other people and you make them responsible, then you're creating a situation in which you will have more grief. Because guess what? Remember the title? There's no perfection. We are embracing imperfection in the world. We're embracing imperfection in ourselves, in our friends, in our family. The world is an imperfect place. So what do you do? What do you do when you have these moments of it's kind of this piling on of grief? Well, you can find solace in self-reflection. You can remain connected to yourself, right? Understand that when you have done the best that you can do with the resources available to you and that other people are doing the very best that they can with the resources available to them, that's how you, com- that's how you cultivate compassion, both compassion towards self and compassion towards others. We want to be, when you can be empathetic, I'm sorry. Yeah, empathetic. When you can be empathetic and when you can be compassionate, those actually, one breeds the other, right? Compassion breeds empathy and understanding. Empathy and understanding foster compassion. You need all three of those when dealing with the relationships and the grief that's waiting for you in your life after loss. So, Reflecting, taking the solitude, taking times of quiet and thinking about what happened here, what are my unmet expectations, where is this coming from? Is this coming from within me? Is this coming from a bar of perfection that I cannot meet? All of these things you will understand more and more as you practice the reflection and as you grow. And growth, actually, and growth and relationships will emerge and evolve over time. So it's important that if you feel like that, especially like now, we talked about that, if you feel like now I'm messing it up, in six months, it might be a whole different story because you are evolving and changing person. And so... You just need to acknowledge, like, you are a flawed person, right? I am a flawed person. You are a flawed person. We are all inherently flawed. The world is inherently flawed, right? When you can acknowledge those things just as a truth of imperfection, then you can develop a deeper appreciation for the shared and profound experience that we share as human beings, right? This is our deepest connection to humanity. Accepting that nothing has gone wrong and recognizing that everyone is doing the best that they can can be a transformative process in your life. 
It can help you get through your grief. It can help you acknowledge your longing for change. And it can help you see that where you are now is not where you will always be and is not where you were. And that accepting the change and that you are an evolving person, it will embark and will help you embark upon a path of self-reflection, of compassion, of empathy, and of growth, both for yourself and within you and towards others. So when other people don't meet the bar, instead of being upset with them, you can remind yourself, you know what? They're doing the best they can. You know what? I'm going to give them patience. I don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes, right? Gives you that perspective taking. When I was, um, back when I was a teacher a long, long time ago, we used to have this book and it was about a triangle that wanted to be a different shape. And so she went to the shape shifter and she said, oh, if I only had one more angle and one more side, I'd be so happy. And so, you know, poof, the shape shifter gives her one more angle and one more side. So then she becomes a rectangle. And then she she thinks that life is going to be amazing and wonderful. She's going to be able to do all of these things. And then she becomes a rectangle and she realizes, oh, I still have all the problems I had when I was a triangle. I just have one more side and one more shape. We're like that. We think that things will be different if only something will change. If only we make a better decision or if only a relationship person does something that we want. But then we realize that it doesn't matter because we are complex human beings and we have sorrows and we have joys and we have to navigate all of this in a broken world in which we are imperfect. There is no magical size. There is no magical shape like the triangle. The, tri- the triangle in the story, in the story, the triangle keeps going back to the shape shifter and asking him or her, one more, one more, one more. And so the shape shifter turns her into all the different uh, geometric shapes. You know what kind of book this was, right? This was a math book. <laughs> But the shapeshifter keeps changing her into the different shapes and she thinks it's going to be great. And then she realizes that every single shape that she tried had problems. It had some fun things and it had problems. And then at the end of the book, she said, you know what? Maybe it wasn't so bad being a triangle. My friends, we keep trying different things. That is our life. That is the nature of who we are as evolving creatures. Nothing is going to be perfect. Every hat that we try on, right? Every shape that we shift into, it's going to have a challenge. There's going to be fun parts. There's going to be good parts. There's going to be really difficult parts. But at the end of the day, what there's going to be is you and your person or your job or your set of circumstances, there's going to be you doing the best you can with what you have 
and the other person doing the best that they can with what they have. And what you might be in the equivalent of a yacht and they may be in the equivalent of a dinghy with a hole the size of a pizza box in the bottom. We are not in the same boat. Now, if you are willing to invest in yourself and if you are willing to do the work and if you are willing to develop empathy and compassion and resilience, right? And understanding, then you are going to end up in a yacht. You're not going to end up in the dinghy with the pizza box size hole where you've got a bucket and you're, you can't hardly function because you're spending all of your time trying to keep the water out of the boat. That is us without coaching. That is us without therapy. That is us without dealing with our mental health issues. That is us living with a bar of perfection that you can't ever possibly reach. But when you do the work, when you look at the bar that you have set in your life and decided, is that really doable or not? When you cultivate the love and the caring and the resilience and the compassion in your life, that's when you change your journey because you move into the yacht. You move into a space in which you have everything that you need and the understanding and the acceptance that, you know what? I live in a very imperfect world and I'm going to do the best I can. And that, my friends, is a much better place to be. All right. You guys, you've got this this week. And remember, I am always here to help. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As always, I'm here for you. And one of the ways that I do that is with my website called Navigating Widowhood, which is full of resources for those of you who are newly widowed all the way to you seasoned widows like me. It's our place where we can connect, where I can provide you with resources, and where you can explore to your heart's content the different aspects that you may be struggling with. Uh, And this month, I am proud to introduce that I have written a book for you and it is only available to you because guess what? We deserve it. (laughs) So head on over to Navigating Widowhood and at the top of the page, you'll see something that says, get your free ebook now. It is called From Overwhelmed to Organized. And that, my friends, is my special gift to you.